Welcome to Half Past Cha. So, you might be wondering, where's my wife Hallie? I don't know anyone named Hallie at this point in time. I'm actually interviewing someone today. It's a very special guest. And so, we're going to go ahead and invite them on. Uh, could you bring in the next guest, please? Oh, hello. My name is Saketu Patel. What's your name? Uh, hello, my name is Hallie Patel. That's funny. Oh we got the same God. last name. Small world. That's insane. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So we're, I just wanted to, you know, get to know you a little more. Before I do that, yeah. I wanted to go through um, and just say this is a podcast we are on currently. Um, we do this every week. We? And uh, yeah, me and my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. She sounds she yeah. sounds great. She's she's pretty nice. Um, sometimes she can, you know, hurt me in ways that you know emotionally destroy me. But you know, it's it's getting better she over awful. time. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Does she really do that? No, she's actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, cool. That's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> anyways, before I get into this interview, I just wanted to um, kind of say at the end of this interview. Uh, slash podcast, uh, I wanted to go through a lot of comments, okay? And one comment I wanted to address before I, I start, it says, uh, it's from Sam Papua. Uh, I would love to hear an episode about Hallie, which we have Hallie sitting in front of us. So hopefully this um, satisfies your needs. All right, here we go. We're, we're going to go through all the comments that we've had within the last three episodes, by the way, at the end of the episode. Might I say, you look very nice for this interview. Yeah, and you look like absolute dog crap. Really? So, I just want you to know that next time maybe you should wear some professional clothing. Might I just say that, you know, bike shorts and sweatshirt is typical attire for somebody not planning on going out or doing anything on a day, on a cold day like today. If I told my wife that you... If I told my wife she looked like dog crap, she would absolutely slap me in the face. I'm, so I'm sure she would. Yeah, she would absolutely slap me in the face. Um, but it's not I nice wanted to, to tell your guests that I wanted to make this professional. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm sorry that I said <laughs> that you look like dog crap because you don't. I just want you to know that next time you need to dress dress a little more professional like this. Do I look nice? You look very nice. Your you face structure, your women. eyes. Hey, besides your wife, your eyes match your um, <laughs> your sweatshirt, your green sweatshirt, and yep. your green eyes. Beautiful. Anyways, yeah. Um, we're gonna start with the best intro question that almost every interview always starts with. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your background? I hate this question so much. Um, what do you want to know? <laughs> Do you want to know professional background? Just my whole life story. I want to what know. Are we for? I want to know you your your background, your professional background, but okay. also just a little bit about you, your passions, what do you like to do for fun, all that stuff. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's a pretty interesting question, but I guess I'll go ahead and get started. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. My name is. <laughs> I'm already nervous. Hello, everyone. My name is Hallie. Everyone, I'm just, it's just me and you. Everyone, okay, yeah. Hi, Suketu. Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking this question. This is a great introductory question. My name is Hallie Patel. For the last... <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. The last few years, I have worked as a data scientist, uh, specifically working on uh, clinical FDA submission studies. Um, so basically what that means is I, with the data science aspect of that in mind, 
I sit at a computer and I program and I work with data and I basically am able to transform data into long and short form reports from the raw data, whatever, into reports that people can understand and look at and use for research purposes. That's the gist of it. I've been doing that for the last three years, almost. I graduated from IEPUI in 2020, which is crazy. I graduated in three years. It's pretty cool. That's pretty impressive. Got my bachelor's degree in three years uh, in health data science and a minor in informatics and have a little bit of computer science background as well. I originally wanted to do nursing, which I decided after approximately two weeks in college that that was not the path for me because I didn't, fun fact, I actually didn't think I was smart enough to do nursing. So you picked data science out of all things? Yeah. Does that make a lot of sense? No, it doesn't. The reason is because I'd heard a lot of news that they this this the nursing school at the university that I went to only took so many students mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'm not going to be one of those I'm not smart enough whatever so switched to data science which is technically much harder in technical technical terms um math. because I had to yeah math I mean understanding of studies epidemiology public health all these kinds of things I had to essentially learn that but I'm also queasy with blood, so, you know, that good probably is a good thing that it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. Uh, on the side, I have a photography slash videography media business with my husband. Mm-hmm. He's wonderful. Oh, Aww. I'm married. That's fun. Very nice. Married. Um, been Let married for almost two years. Oh, beautiful ring. Been he's married. got good taste. Yeah, he's got great taste. Um, been married for almost two years. And we have been together since October of 2015. So this October, total of almost eight, or yeah, almost eight years right now, we'll be together eight years in October. Uh, We met during cross-country season uh, in 2015 and then became besties and Mm -hmm. then, you know, dated all throughout college, graduated college during COVID, got engaged, got married a year later, and then two years later after that, here we are. Um, that's my professional slash personal background. Again, with the, uh, media business, I do weddings on the side. It's been really hard to balance lately because I work a full-time job 40 hours a week. And then, you know, we've got that stuff on the weekend. So it's really hard to balance all of that and have some time for yourself as well. And then fun things about me is that I love exercising and cooking good things. I love to be able to figure out ways to have good recipes in our home, Mm -hmm. good meals in our home. So I always love finding out recipes and combos of foods and different kinds of things that work together to create a healthy meal. Because if you can fuel your body, then you can, you know, fuel it properly. You can be successful and feel your best. And exercising along with that makes for a good time. So, yeah. yeah. Well, That's all I got about thanks, me. Uh, thanks for telling me about yourself. You're I, welcome. I do have some questions. Yeah. Uh, why data science? Why data science? Well, like I said, initially, I thought I was going to do nursing. Back in high school, I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do. I remember 
somebody in your family came up to me like a year before I graduated and said, oh, what do you want to do? And I had no idea. I thought I wanted to go into psychology at that time, which I think that was a very popular major or popular thing that a lot of people wanted to go mm-hmm. in back. I don't mean, I don't know. This was in 2016. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I graduated in 2017. But I picked data science because I actually met with a... I don't know her technical title, but I met with somebody in the School of Nursing, um, and she basically had like a bunch of different career paths, and I said, I don't want to do nursing. I don't know what I want to do, um, and so I need your help, and mm-hmm. she helped me. She was amazing, and she basically just pointed out a bunch of different kinds of careers for things that I said I was interested in, and I started in this program at my school. There were only six other people in the program at the time which is crazy because that's so small. Mm-hmm. If you think of um, if you think of careers, you know, w- within engineering or business or whatever, they have hundreds upon hundreds and thousands of people in that same field, right? Or like in those same classes yeah. in the same degree program. I went with a very small one where there were about six other people, like I said. So um, it seemed interesting to me. I was like, you know, this is a new program. I feel like it ties in some of the things I'm interested in. I've always wanted to learn how to program. I want to whatever. And so I just, I don't know. Yeah. I knew that data was an up-and-coming field. And mm-hmm. boy, was I right. And so is this career counselor mm-hmm. woman that I had talked to, career advisor. And I'm really glad that I did because... Nowadays, I mean, any uh, any business or company looks for somebody who can properly understand and create reports and whatever out of data. Yeah. So at the time, I think I knew that I wanted to try something new. I knew that this was going to be a really up-and-coming field. And so I thought, why not? It's not nursing. <laughs> so <laughs> Definitely not nursing. No. Um, I guess from that, where is this like your your main passion and what what inspired you to pursue this passion if it's not your main passion why don't you in, in pursue a different passion i'm in a job interview right now am i not mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i i don't know that i know what my main passion is i think some of my smaller passions or things that i really enjoy doing are working with people you know being able to be present with people, this whole work from home thing really kind of threw a wrench in all of my plans and how I do working in a job. That was really tough for me. One of the things that I enjoyed most about when I was in internships and all that uh, was being able to be present in the office and meet people. And, you know, you just having that social aspect is so huge. And so that's really taken away from my experience. It's been hard, I think. Um, I love to go in the office. I usually go at least two to three times per week, which is crazy because before that, everyone was going in person five days a week. And so that, I think, has been hard. Um, But I don't really know that I know what my main passions are. I mean, I enjoy the photo and video aspect of things and the marketing and that's something that I want to dive into and that's why I'm thinking about getting my MBA and I can specifically target the marketing area and really getting an MBA teaches you how to work with people too and I think that that can benefit everybody and I think that would be really good for me especially since that's one thing that I really enjoy about having a job um so I don't know that this is my main passion I mean I'm good at working with data I know that I am 
And I enjoy doing that in the problem-solving aspect of it, but I just don't know overall that I even know what my main passion is. I'm only 24 and trying to figure that out. When you are looking to motivate yourself in something that isn't your main passion, how do you overcome those challenges? Like, how do you stay motivated in your day-to-day work? Mm. (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know how I stay motivated. (laughs) I don't know. I think, um, you know, you need some variety in your day-to-day um and this can apply to the side business that I have as well it's like how do you stay motivated when you know you've got so many weddings you have to edit the weddings and I mean I don't know I just I just go with the flow and try and switch things up and you know all about your attitude and how you deal with things and so I always try and bring a certain energy to the situations that I'm in And I feel like that can really make or break some things. Having a good attitude can make it better for you. And I, you know, even if I do feel burnt out or tired or, oh, I don't want to go to work today, try and bring a good energy about it and try and just be positive and take things as they go and just make the best out of the situations that you have um, because that can really make or break how you feel about your job and situation. Are you where you want to be for your age? Gosh, what the heck? This is such a serious interview. Um, I thought I was. I think it was really crazy. So many things happened for us in the span of a year, Mm -hmm. right? So let me just have a little timeline breakdown. May of 2020, we graduated. September 2020, we got engaged. Uh, November of 2020, we started building our house. Oh, September. Also, like a week before we got engaged, I got the uh, current job that I'm in. So graduated, job, engaged, house, got married the following September. Planning all the weddings in those months leading up to that year. Uh, Then September moved into our house. Then October got promoted to essentially a little bit more of a, a full-time job instead of a contracting position. And I think so much happened that, I mean, I was only 22, Yeah. right? I was 20, oh my gosh, I was 22 at the time. I'm 24 now, not that that's a big difference, but I think so much happening at such a young age, I thought I was where I wanted to be. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, so much is happening. So much is going well for me. But I think it was just so overwhelming at the time. And it took me a really long time to come down from that and realize, yeah, this is a lot, but I mean, you're really only just starting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're only at this position in your career and there's so much more room to move up. And even then, you know, like so many more things have happened. So many more big things have happened. So I don't know if I'm where I want to be. I thought I was. And then, you know, it's always going to fluctuate in your life. You're going to have high points and low points. Um, So I don't know that I'm where I'm at. I guess I maybe in a few years I can give you an answer. I think it's okay to no, not know when you're only 24. So Anyways. I know. I, well, that's the thing too. It's like, I feel like such a child still. You yeah. You some were a pe- child. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, but I am an adult, which is crazy. And I talk to this about my mom a lot because I say, mom, I feel like a baby sometimes. Sometimes people who are older, when you're in your younger twenties still do treat you like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're younger in your career, whatever it is, people do talk down to you. And I understand that, you know, whatever. But I, most of the time, especially during that year, 
that we were doing so many things and getting ready for our wedding and moving and blah, 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 and getting a new job and whatever, I didn't feel like I was old enough to be making any of those big decisions. And that comes with that I lived at home all throughout college, and she reassures me all the time that you are old enough to be making these decisions. It's just other people can make you feel like you're not. Yeah. So. I guess the next question kind of leads into that. You're white, correct? Yes, that is correct. Why are Very. You with, why are you, if you're white, why are you with an Indian person? <laughs> I'm very white. Thank you for noticing. It's a good question. I have been asked this before because it's, you know, a common question that people throw around when you're looking for relationships or when you're in a relationship is do you have a type? And I've never had a type. Mm-hmm. I think I just I mean, maybe in personality, yeah, because I always wanted the guy that I ended up with to make me laugh. And that was the first box that you checked. You made me laugh the very first interaction we had because you just threw me so off guard Mm -hmm. and you were so weird that (laughs) you just made me laugh. I never had a certain type, never one. I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, you assume when you're younger, oh, like I'm going to end up with a white guy or like maybe in your case, oh, I'm going to end up with an Indian woman, right? You just kind of assume that, but... I was never going to push anybody away based off of their race. I mean, that's crazy. So the brown skin doesn't bother you? No, I love it, actually. Oh, wow. We're going to have a hybrid baby. Facts. <laughs> hybrid baby. Not with me, though. Right. With oh, your husband. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. With the other Indian man. Yes. Yes. Um, so I guess you went through all of what you do, your background, your dreams, some of the things that you... Um, some of the things that you currently do, but you also uh, do for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what is the most significant accomplishment that has led you to your current passions and decisions in your life. So like what's something big that's happened that, that kind of has put you in the spot you are today? That's a very multi-pronged question that you're asking. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of big life events that I think have really led me to where I am today. I think my first job, well, technically my second job, but my first real job when I got to IUPUI working in uh, media, marketing, and data, that really showed me what it's like to have a job and how to work for your money because I didn't really understand that. You know, when you're younger, most of the time your parents will give you an allowance or be like, here's gas money, here's $10 or whatever. Go, like, you know, get food with your friends. It really helped me to grasp where money came from and that you have to work for it to get it. And I got my first job, I mean, I don't know, like eight, nine years ago. And so it really teaches you, you know, just the le- some of the core lessons that you need to uphold in your life moving forward. So having my first job, I think really impacted me. And, um, also in that job, I worked a lot with resumes and helping other people get jobs. And so that taught me a lot of things about how to craft a resume and how to interview and do those sorts of things. And so that definitely helped me in any interview that I had moving forward. So that was a really big milestone, I think for me that really Mm -hmm. shaped a lot of me today. Okay. And, I got more. Oh, you got more. I think overall, the first real big corporate job that I got back in 2020 really shaped me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it was so scary that I knew I had to keep up with certain people. <clears throat> excuse me. With certain people and how the job world works and how the corporate world is mm. because it's a big company. I was afraid, but I was excited. Yeah. And so in that, that shaped me to be a lot more professional and build connections, help me build connections with people. Um, this is just work-related experience, but so many other real-life experiences have shaped who I am today as well. I think, so fun fact, my husband, now can I, mm-hmm. you, you, can I yeah. say that now? Yeah, you. No, I don't know who you're talking about. You don't, okay. My husband's and I, and I's relationship back when we first started dating, I think a lot of people don't usually stay with the person that they start dating in high school. Mm-hmm. So we were high school sweethearts, fun fact. That relationship early on and the issues that we had to face and challenges that we had to face so early in our relationship really helped me to be able to conquer any issue that we had moving forward because mm-hmm. we went through so much as a young couple yeah. of, you know, not being able to tell your parents only seeing each other for this amount of time for whatever in that, that really helped us both to realize that we deserve more out of a relationship. And especially me, because it was really hard, uh, just being able to have a normal relationship out of that, mm-hmm. you know, like I never knew that I always, you know, I, I didn't date other guys, but I went on a few dates with other guys and it was never like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. it else. Yeah. It was very different. It's cause they were white and I'm <laughs> they were, brown. They were white. Um, but you know, mo- most of the time their parents didn't really care where they were. Or they weren't constantly calling them or texting them or saying, you need to be home right now. Or they would let them just leave the house. Yeah. Right. And so that's something that my husband struggled with. So definitely, Hiding our relationship for three years really impacted me and my standards and who we grew to be getting older. Yeah. I feel like I've heard this in a previous episode. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. It's a previous episode. But um, it's true. It's so relevant. Yeah, it is. And um, I guess this kind of goes into the next point, which is you talked about lessons. Can you give me three lessons that you could like give advice to for someone who is just starting a career, who is just starting a relationship or just life advice in general uh, that could help them move forward. So just three things that you think are important to know about or um, adjust or whatever it may be. Just three little huge things of lessons that I've learned along the way. Okay. Um, Let me think about that. This could be personal, like this could be uh, career helping um, lessons. This, this could be relations helping lessons. It could be anything. Well, the number one thing that comes to mind in any relationship or, you know, it could be friendship, family relationship, significant other relationship, whoever, if they wanted to, they would. Right. And you Facts. can interpret that. And well, I mean, really there's only one way <laughs> to interpret that. But One thing that I've learned over, you know, having different friendships and different relatives in my family or different past relationships with significant other, whoever, it's that, you know, you can't make somebody do something. You you know, perfect example is, (laughs) I just lost my train of thought. I guess a good example of that would be, you know, like you ask your friends, like, hey, it would mean a lot to me if we do X or whatever and they don't want to, 
or they're, they have an excuse like, oh, I'm, I'm tired, which, okay, that's, that's a really bad way of explaining it, but, you know, some people can be tired or like, oh, I didn't plan to do this today or whatever, and that's happened to me too many times where I'm like, oh, you know, if that were me, I would have planned around it, and I would have made sure that I could do something, right, so it's like, if they wanted to, they would. That's number one. Number two, what are some lessons that you've learned I'm asking um, you a question now. This is this is an interview for you, but if I had to say something, um, some lessons I've learned is to uh, manage your money properly, or you will not make it in this world, especially the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. Um, very very difficult to um, something I I just I know it, it it's hard to uh, it's hard to deal with this fact, but but money is power. Um, if you don't um, figure out how to manage your finances or make money, um, you may not think it's important, but it, it's, uh, it's important because it gives you the ability to have a better life. Well, and on top of managing things, it, when you said money, I mean, it's very important, yes, to keep track of your finances. I totally fully agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's very important. One thing that I've gotten so much better at is managing my time mm-hmm. and planning things out. At least for me. I know some people don't need to do that, but that's overall in my work life and my personal life. The biggest thing that has been led me to success is being able to manage and plan things out properly. Because without that, I mean, when you are full-time in your career, you have other things going on on the side. And you're just your overall personal life, your relationships, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. things that you do for fun. You, I need to plan those things out or at least have an idea. Or every day at work, I write down, oh, these are my tasks. I want to make sure I get them done. Because so many other things can happen during the day or throughout the course of a week that it can be really hard to keep track of those. Yeah. Your husband told me that you also uh, plan out all the meals for the week. I do. Which is pretty, you know, it's difficult to do. So, you know, that's that's big time time management. Yeah, well, that's that's one thing that K2 and I sit down and do every single week. We plan out, okay, we're going to be doing, like, we're going to see our friends on Tuesday. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what do we want to have for dinner? Do we want to eat out? Do we want to cook something? If so, I'm going to make sure that when I go to the store next time, I get all of these things. And that's another thing, too, with the ingredients that I buy. I want to make sure that I use everything. I don't want it to go to waste. I hate letting things go to waste. So I wanted to make sure that I use everything, that I cook a good meal that's going to fill us up and that maybe we could have for leftovers the next day. So for me, at least, that's one thing that I found Coming into a marriage and having your own house, that has been really helpful in organizing your meals and just overall your time in general. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Would you agree with that? So that's one and two. Number two. Let me think. Number three. Number, oh, number three, I guess. This is probably the biggest one. Is you have to be happy with your, which is such a cliche one, but it's so true. And you don't, you might think it's funny until you come to experience it in your life, but you have to be happy with yourself before you can be happy with other people. Yeah, that can be even applying into work. Absolutely. Um, your coworkers, your manager, uh, you got to be happy with it. Well, you do. It's a good one. Yeah. So, one thing, especially getting married and the first year of marriage is always the toughest, I would say, as we're approaching year two. Um, it can be really hard learning to adjust to live with somebody. Yeah. And we both lived at home throughout college, so we didn't, I mean, things stayed the same with us until we got to be in our 20s, mid-20s, whatever. So 
it can be really hard merging your life with somebody completely different where you come from very different backgrounds, everything, all your habits are different, whatever it may be. You have to make sure that you still take time for you, even though you are merging your lives and you know you're a married couple or you're in a relationship, whatever it may be, you need to make sure that you take time out for yourself, which I've definitely talked about this in a previous episode, but you need to take time out for yourself to be able to make yourself happy because otherwise if I'm unhappy and you're unhappy, we're not going to be able to contribute to a positive relationship. And I've seen that happen. And it's been really hard, especially when you have a lot of things going on. You feel like you can't take time for yourself. Whatever it is, it can be very hard to make the other happy if you're not happy yourself. Great tips. Yeah. Can you uh, just uh, outline the three real quick? <laughs> well, so everyone the one I just said, uh, you need to be happy yourself before you make somebody else happy. That's I'm going in reverse order. That's number one. You said something. You said managing time. Or you managing money. I said managing time. We gave three oh my, or four. Oh my gosh, I can't count. And then the last one was if they want to do, they would. Those are kind of random. They don't really all apply to each other, but no, those are some it. of the three really valuable lessons that I've learned along the way. So those are some good lessons. Now I want to know a little bit about your failures. So what is lot of something <laughs> that you failed at which helped you grow? I mean, I failed at a lot of things. <laughs> um, do you mean professionally or personal? Both, either. It can be anything. I know that you failed a few classes in high school. I did not. Um, I know that you... That's funny. I thought you didn't know who I was Well, at all. I've gotten some information from the FBI. <laughs> yeah, they said that you have murdered somebody. <gasps> no, I have not. That... That's not a failure because you actually got them dead. It would be you tried to kill somebody and you didn't kill them. That would be a failure. Would it? Yeah. So. That's. Anything else you'd like to tell me that's a failure <laughs> that, that helped you grow? Um, I think the first one that comes to mind is with my own photography business and skills. I wouldn't classify it as a failure, but I felt like a failure when I couldn't. During a photo shoot, I remember one that I had back in 2017. It was a baby shower. Mm -hmm. And I was so not confident in myself and in my ability, which I was good. You know, I was mm -hmm. good, but I was not able to even act confident because I was so insecure about directing people because that was so not my personality. And being able to step out of that and be in the director mindset of you here, you here, Pose this way, do this, do this with your baby, whatever it may be. Or wait, no, it was a baby shower. The baby wasn't born yet, but it was a pre-shower, yeah. whatever, party. Um, I was so not confident. I think about this all the time, and it just makes me cringe. I would take a photo, and the girl would be like, is that good? And I'd say, yeah, I guess. What? Who says that? I think about that all the time. Why did I do that? I was so insecure. Yeah. About how I was, and as a photographer, and oh my gosh, it hurts me every day that I used to say that. And that's why I was so hesitant to take on shoots and opportunities, and I still am. Even though I'm confident in myself, I know I'm good. I know I'm good at directing people because I've developed those skills over time. It's been hard, but I've done it. But back then, I mean, that was only six, right? Yeah, six years ago. Yeah, and I was so insecure. Gosh, so that's number one. Number two, hmm, 
don't know. That's really just the first main one that yeah. comes to mind because that that insecurity applied to a lot of different areas in my life. Well, that leads into the next question about yeah. self-care. Okay. And I just want to know what is your favorite way to practice self-care? I mean, there are a lot of different ways. I think for me especially exercising and yep. walking has been the best thing that has helped out my mindset and how I feel. Um Fun fact, right now at my job, there's a gym there, and I am August Fitness Member of the Month. What? So, fun fact there. Um, and this is this was one of the questions, or one of my answers applied to this, but I really started my health and wellness journey at the start of COVID. What was your original question? I got excited by the fact that I'm a member no, of the month. Yeah, what's your favorite way to practice self-care? Okay, well... So I want to talk a little bit about how I got into my favorite way of self-care, which I think is exercising, plus cooking is therapeutic for me. Baking is therapeutic. I love reading. Reading has really been a great escape for me. I actually started reading just a little over a year ago, seriously. Yeah. I didn't really read that much because I thought reading was dumb. Turns out I was dumb because reading is amazing. And if you sink yourself into the right book, it can be so therapeutic and so relaxing and so good for the soul. If you're into reading, I know you're not into reading. That's what the FBI told me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I like YouTube videos. Mm, Yeah. There you go. Everybody has their own thing to each their own. But I first started my health and wellness journey at the beginning of COVID. I was a lot heavier than I am right now. And so I think that was really hard for me to be able to talk myself into starting a health and wellness journey because I didn't know how to eat. I didn't know how to exercise properly because I came from being a student athlete for years and years of being told to train every day. And so once I finally got out of that in college, I was like, this is great. I don't ever have to work out again. You should (laughs) because everything about me just boom, just tanked. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really struggled. I think that was when things started to be really hard for me because I wasn't moving every day and I would just sit on my phone and scroll and eat crap and not care about anything. And that was really hard for me. So back then I really didn't have any form of self-care other than laying in bed, scrolling on my phone, doing absolutely nothing productive with my time. So that's what really kick-started I think later in 2020, my love and passion for exercise, huh, that's one of my passions, actually exercising and being yeah. healthy. I enjoy that. It makes me feel so good. And I had no idea how good I felt until I fully changed all of my habits um, and just developed them into healthier ones. It's crazy um, because that is initially how, once I realized how good I started to feel, that's how it started to turn into my best form of self-care that plus reading plus anything yeah um that's i started to love a lot more things that's a great that's some great self-care practices um do you like you said you read a lot do you have any like um do you have like a favorite quote or a mantra that you live by did you google these questions no these are just things that i've Hmm. Wrote down. No, I'm just kidding. Not that one. Um, I remember, so maybe until I think of one, I can quote my high school senior quote back from 2017. If anyone's seen the movie Joe Dirt, this is for you. It's called, or no, it's called. 
It says, life's a garden, dig it. Facts. Yeah. I like that one. So, you know, I think just every day you need to wake up with the attitude of today's going to be a great day. It can only go, you know, up from here. It's going to be great. I'm going to have a wonderful day. And if you start off your day like that and just take every situation as it comes and try your best not to worry and stress about things. I struggle with this. So I say this, you know, it's hard to live by in practice, but it's a good one to keep in mind because your attitude can really make or break your day for you and just try and be as positive. I know there are a lot of things going on in a lot of people's lives that you don't know about. Like, you know, we're married, but, or my husband and I are married. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of things I think going on that people don't necessarily know about. And it's important that you treat everybody with kindness. Oh, that's, I guess that's maybe my top mantra is that treat everybody with kindness because they're only going to treat you with kindness in return. What if they don't treat you with kindness? Then, you know, be nice anyways, because they probably got something going on that you have no idea about. Yeah. And it's just important to respect that, walk away, and be like, okay, you know, they're having a bad day, whatever. This kind of goes into, uh, the next question goes into something that is asked at almost any and every interview. Um, ah. It's it's a difficult question to answer because there can be so many forms of the right slash wrong answer. What does success mean to you? Like, how do you see, like, let's say you're like, I am successful. What, what does it take for you to say, I am successful? I am content with what I've got going on for me in my life. I don't want to live. I know people define it in so many different ways. Some people would say, oh, I have X amount of money. I'm successful. Mm-hmm. I have this car. I'm successful. We have a house. We, ha- we have all this stuff. I'm successful. I'm not going to feel that until I'm, it doesn't matter what I have. I want to be content with my career, with my personal home life, Mm -hmm. with my friends, with anything else. I want to be content and then I'll say, yeah, I'm successful. I get that. Because you can't define it by money or whatever. I mean, maybe some people do. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, oh, I got this big new promotion at work. I'm successful now. Okay, but are you content? Are you happy with everything else? When I can confidently say yes to that, then I'll say I'm successful. I always say, you know, money is very important and all that, but money doesn't matter if your life sucks. No, it does not. And so many people, we were just talking about this the other day. Oh, because we saw Oppenheimer mm-hmm. where, um, yeah, he's like this great physicist. He's got so many things going for him, but like his home life sucked. Yeah. <laughs> he was constantly, you know, seeing other women, like things were not good at home. You can have so much money. But that does not, and like, I know that sounds crazy. Money does bring you happiness if you have things. I know things can make you happy, but if other things, if you personally in your heart are not happy and, you know, you can have so many things going for you, but then other things can be terrible. Like you, or my husband has always said, oh, I want to be a VP of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but will you be happy? Because think about it. You're going to have to work so much more. It's and true. something's got to give. You're not going to be able to put as much into your personal life as you probably want to. Yeah. Facts. Those are those are good. <laughs> Facts. Those are good. Um, good ways to determine success. Um, 
this is a question mainly for people watching. I know there's a lot of people out there that ask you, oh, you're a data scientist. What does that mean? How does that work? Um, if you could give someone advice who wants to go into the field that you're doing, what's like something that they should learn? What's something they should do to uh, get to where you are? Hmm. Well, I would say, I mean, me going into the field, I had no experience whatsoever. I had no idea even what, like I remember this career advisor told me what data science is and I'm like, yeah, okay, sounds great. I had no idea. So I think the biggest thing that you need to do, I mean, anyone really, you know, anyone can do it. Anyone can learn how to work with data and how to program. It's just if you want to or not. Yeah. Um, so I think for anyone going into it I, or wanting to go into it, if you already have a bachelor's in something that's not data science related, maybe you could do some certifications if you don't want to get your master's and just start with that. Maybe mm -hmm. you could get like an entry level position. Or I know a lot of people who have master's in applied data science or biostatistics or whatever, something that has to do with programming plus data. It doesn't always have to be a data science degree. But getting that experience and being able to show that you can apply that and start applying to all different kinds of jobs, data science related. Definitely make sure that you have at least a little experience because, I mean, it depends on what company you work for, but I would say most of the time that um, a company's not going to hire somebody with no relevant experience to the job. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you have some kind of experience. If you're going into college, maybe see if there's some kind of data degree or computer science or something that at least teach you the fundamentals and basics of programming because that's what's going to carry you because every interview I've ever been in they're like you pro like you can program what do you program in I tell them what I can most of the time if you can program on one thing you can apply that knowledge to something else so being able to write code program do that for sure is very key if you don't have a full background in data science see if you can do some certifications or there are some courses that you can take online and you can do something like that that will show that, you know, you have some experience in it. Or if you're wanting to get your master's or if you're crazy, you want to get your Ph.D., then, you know, you can get a degree in that field for beyond your bachelor's degree. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, this kind of goes into that question. Let's mm. say you just gave them some advice. Um, they also want to know, how do you manage your work-life balance with your busy schedule? It's hard. I've not been doing a great job of that lately. Yeah. So I've got my nine to five during the week, um, you know, work all day and then get done, have my life at home, my five to nine, as some may call it. So, you know, I work all day and then at night I it's really hard to balance. I've really been trying a lot more to be able to incorporate fun things on my weekdays because it gives me something to look forward to instead of just working all day. Um so that's definitely something I've been trying to do more that's going to help my work-life balance a little bit. But then on the weekends, usually is when I fully reset, or at least try to. But we've been booked with weddings and other different kinds of shoots that we haven't had time to do that. So that's been tough. So right now, my work-life balance is not great. It's like a 4 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But getting better. Don't have any... I don't think I have any weddings or any huge shoots besides a few in August, which is nice. Um... Definitely, you know, try and take as much time for yourself as you can, even if it's just a few minute break during the workday. If you do that every, every, my, my optometrist said every hour, take a, I think like 
one minute break at least from looking at any screen. So what I do all day is I sit and look at a screen. (laughs) That's been hard. Um, So just try and take little breaks throughout the day. Anything that you can do. And, you know, after work, I try and schedule something with friends or an activity for my husband and I to do something. Go on a walk. I try and break up my lunch by going on a little bit of a walk as well, which has been really nice. Um, And then on the weekends, I try and reset. But I haven't been doing a great job of balancing my work life. But it will get better, which I'm excited for. Okay, good. Uh, we're going to be going through about four more questions, so we're, we're kind of closing out this this interview. <laughs> so if you have anything else to say, please speak up. But I want to go into some of the personal insights. And I want to know, okay. what books, what podcasts, what resources have you found that have impacted you? Just reading in general has impacted me, so I don't know that there's... Do you have a specific like genre book that you like? Do you, do you have a book that you want to recommend everybody read? Do you have a podcast that you want to tell everybody to I watch? I definitely do. Half past job if you're not already. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Very <laughs> but, good podcast. So as for books, honestly, I'll read anything except historical nonfiction (laughs) or history books, anything. I'm not the biggest fan of that. I will read anything, though. Um, And I do, like, currently I'm reading a true crime book. It's very interesting. It's based off a podcast. It's actually called All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. It's based off of Crime Junkie. That's a really good podcast if you're interested in in true crime. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Uh, So that's a book and a podcast recommendation. Um. I don't know. I think the book that sat with me the longest, which I don't know, I might get made fun of for this. I don't know. It's actually, it used to be considered a teen book or like a kid's Mm -hmm. book. And it was one that we were supposed to read in high school, but I don't think I did. Um, Looking for Alaska by John Green. And yes, it is. It's a smaller book. You know, it's not anything um, probably that most adults would read today, but I recommend that because it's, sad and it has um it's realistic it's a very good book i think and it it can resonate with a lot of people in a lot of different ways um so i won't give too much away i mean i'm sure it's been out forever and (laughs) i just really enjoyed reading that i read it for the first time this past april and it was just really good i don't know it was kind of Yeah. yeah it is sad but it's about um a group of friends dealing with the passing of one of their close friends and the actions that they choose after that and the people they become. And so it's just really interesting. And I think if you're into that kind of stuff, then you should read it. It's again, sad, but realistic. And yeah, it helps, you know, it talks about people being people and humans and it's a good book. Um, but I'll read anything. I like romantic books. I don't know who doesn't. They're good. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I don't, I don't know anything about romantic books, let alone books in general. But you know, and thr- I like thrillers. Um, not huge on the slow burn thrillers that take like two hundred pages to fully develop. That kind of frustrates me because I get impatient. Mystery books, those are good. Um, let's see, I like self help books. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book that I finally got the audiobook for through my library app. It took forever, but it's Atomic Habits. Oh, I can't wait. So we can listen to that. That's I'm so a good excited. One. That's going to be really good. Um, I've read a few books on marriage. Um, we have a book upstairs sometimes that we read. My husband and I, not this guy. Yeah. We have a book me. that we go through and it's just, you know, like tips on a successful marriage, how you can implement things, whatever. 
um, how you can make your relationship stronger, really. Yeah. But podcasts, like I said, I like Crime Junkie. I don't listen to it as often. Um, <laughs> and my favorite podcast, I think, besides Half Past Ja, is Call Her Daddy. I've listened to that po- <laughs> I've listened to that podcast for four well, or five years. Since it came out. I mean, it was yeah. it was controversial because it was crazy. It was crazy, and so but I loved it. It's transitioned more into interview <laughs> it, style now. It has. It's transitioned. That's that's what I want to note because if I were to say that, people would be like, <gasps> like I don't know. I wouldn't tell my parents that my favorite podcast. It used to be a sex podcast. It's not anymore. It's more. She interviews people. A lot of famous guests. Um, she just has a lot of good questions. A lot of good questions, and she does a lot of solo episodes on real life issues and challenges that people face and it's very informative intriguing interesting it's very good to hear um and so i really enjoy it's kind of like a little therapy session yeah. i really like that what I other podcast think we take a lot of not me and you but you know the people who run half past child uh we yeah. take a lot of inspiration from that podcast because it is so successful yeah well you know just in being able to sit with people not being afraid to ask questions and yeah. get deep with them and you know really figure out why things are the way they are, whatever it may be, it's good to be able to have that transparency and good relationship with somebody that you can ask those kinds of questions. And she does that with a lot of really cool guests, so I really enjoy that podcast. And I also really like Pod Quiz. Pod Quiz is a great podcast. <laughs> it gets your brain thinking a lot. If Say if you're driving, whatever. Pod Quiz is basically a trivia podcast where you get asked a bunch of questions then at the end they go through all of them and you know you find out if you're right or not my favorite podcast not that anybody asked me is called waveform it's a uh mkbhd you know runs that podcast it's just about tech and technology um for you know like innovation all that stuff it's really cool i like it no hate it just sounds like a commercial like it's so good um i'm not into tech that much though so maybe it's just me i, I do want to ask you another question it's it's a fun question oh what's something about you that most people don't know i'm a homebody maybe people know that you're a homebody yeah mm. i like to stay within my realm and when i get taken out of that i get very stressed out in your fbi files it says that your <laughs> pinky is a little messed up that's something people don't know. Why are you bringing that up? I, okay, well, so, yes, I broke my left pinky when I was in sixth grade. I was playing basketball, and it got jammed, and I broke it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, like, a huge break, or maybe it was, I don't know, um, huge break. But it had to be reset, a.k.a. broken again, on top of already being broken. So it was broken times two. So it was double broken. So maybe one would say it cancels out. I don't think that's... Yeah, they, they also sent me some images, everybody. <laughs> Of your toes being split? How did that happen? <laughs> Why are we just talking about injuries? I don't know. Um, my toes were split apart. <laughs> so let's look at my hand. All right, so you've got your big toe, your second toe, third, fourth, fifth. So right in between the second and third, like basically all this meat juice right here, very split open. I was actually taking a bath. This was many years ago. I was taking a bath, stepped out with one foot. It, just picture it for me. Stepped out with one foot, had the other in the tub still. The idiot I am, I kicked my foot back real hard to, you know, shake some water off, which why wouldn't I just put it on the towel? You know that ceramic soap dish that sticks out from the shower wall? It's in older showers. 
I kicked that right in between my second and third toe. Oh, God. And it literally split my whole foot okay. apart. Let's move on. Okay. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay. Okay. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, a lot of things. I think back then I would, I would definitely tell myself just be more confident mm -hmm. and be more sure of yourself because people can see that and you deserve to be more confident. You're a great person. You care a lot about people. Just, I don't know. I don't think I had any confidence. I was so insecure in so many ways growing up and I still, you know, don't get me wrong. I still am, but I don't show it. I come off, I think at least to people, I try and come off confident. I don't know that that's successful or not. Tell me, what do you think? Do you think I'm confident? I think you come off confident. You think I come off confident? I think, I think it depends on the situation. I think at yes. work you do. I think sometimes when you never have met somebody, you come off as like a little shy um, yeah. in like more like friend setting. Um, but other than that, I think you're pretty confident. Yeah. I mean, I, I try and be, it's really hard though sometimes, but you know, the, oh my gosh, the biggest advice I have going back, whenever you ask me that question is fake it till you make it. Oh, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you freaking make it. Oh my gosh. I live by this every single day. Facts. If you don't know something, just act like you do. If somebody asks you something and you have no idea, act like you know what they're talking about. If you, if just in general, fake it till you make it, it's going to get you so much further in life than if you're like, I don't know, just yeah. act like you know what you're doing and be confident about it. I've applied that in so many situations. I agree with that. So you tell your younger self that? Fake it till you make it. But overall, just be confident. Be sure of yourself yeah. because you are, you're good at things. You're a kind person. You know what you're doing. You're smart. Be confident. Yeah. Well, Hallie, that is all the questions I had. Is there anything you want to share before we go into some questions that people have asked us slash um, some of the comments that people wanted to share? I don't know. Is there anything more personal that you want to get at me? Um, I don't think I have anything else. I think that everybody just needs to know that Hallie from what I've heard so far within this interview, is a uh, very special, unique person who uh, loves her husband very much yeah. and uh, wants to be uh, successful in, in, in more than just what she does at work. She wants to uh, better herself by reading. She wants to uh, become a better photographer. She wants to do a lot uh, more with her life, and I can tell that she will get there at some point. I think... Overall, what I want people to take away from this is that I'm very ambitious and I always want to better myself in any way. Um, I really enjoy bettering myself. I think anything, anybody can always be better. You know, I think, oh, I'm doing this well, or I cooked a good recipe. I can make it better, or I can make a better one, or I can do... I love tackling issues and overcoming them. And I think even with my photography, I've grown so much. And in my professional career, I've grown so much. And knowing that I can be better, I can come off better to people, I can be better for myself. And I think that's just maybe something within me that I'm always striving to be better. But with that, it's hard too, because sometimes you can think, oh, this is never good enough. There are some things I know that, oh, I'm really good at this. Like, I don't need to better myself or like, I can, you know, this can suffice for me. I don't ever want that to come off as I 
have to be better all the time. Nothing's ever good yeah. enough for me. But sometimes in your life, you need to step back, realize where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I definitely do. And I realize everything that I have, and I'm so grateful for it. And I don't ever want to seem like I can, I'm complaining about anything because we have so much in our lives that I'm so incredibly grateful for. But we have worked for it. Yeah, That's the you thing. gotta keep that in mind, for sure. Yeah, and I think, because I, I've talked to some people, and I can tell, you know, we have we have so much for how young we are, and I think, I don't know, they they come off with, oh well, you're not even grateful for what you have. I'm so grateful for what we have, everything that we have and that we've worked for. But that's the important thing that we've worked for, and it's been hard. And it's shown in many ways that it's been really hard on both of us. A lot of sacrifices. You make a lot of sacrifices. Like you've said with the whole money thing. I want, you know, it sounds maybe like that's easy to do. It's not. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole year of us leading up to getting married and everything, saving every penny that we had. To put in perspective, we saved 80% of our income. It's a lot. When I was still paying off my student loans. And that's on top of paying student loans and putting down payments on this house. And so um, it's, it, is, it was difficult to do that. We pretty much lived off our parents in a Which, way. How fortunate are we, we to are say that we had our, par- had our parents um, to be able to for stay food for free. <laughs> and and, and stay, having a roof over it. And I realize that not everybody can do that. I just want yeah. it to be known how grateful I am for everything and how hard it was. And, you know, that's... A huge message that I want people to take away from this is that if you work hard, great things will come. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know where I started. I just strayed no. off. Yeah. From, it's all good. We're yeah. going to start with comments now because we Please. have a lot to go through. Um, Jitu, uh, okay, wait. First of all, I just want you to know, I have become Sakei <gasps> I am your husband. Ah! I am back, baby. So we, I had, I was playing a persona. Did you guys... Do you yeah, guys like it? Did, did they see your outfit? Very good person. You've got sweatshirts, sweatshorts on with the dress shirt. Nobody needs to know that. But anyways, uh, I'm back, everybody. Oh, uh, how God. did I do, Hallie? Did I do okay? Good. I think you're a little robotic. Well, I was trying to be very strict and secure with them. These are, kinda, these are the kind of interviews that I go through. Hallie doesn't go through these, I feel like, as much. Hello. She's so like playful and, and conversational. Whenever I go through an interview... I make it fun, and they love it. It's so hard for me to make it fun because I'm so... Yeah, strict. I know. So yeah, I, I was, think you're a little was, strict in asking questions. We could have conversed a little bit more. I, I was trying to make it scary. So, you know, I hope it was. Uh, good, it good. was. Guys. Um, huh. Moving into the comments. Okay. I need some Jitu, water. Jitu Tirumala uh, asked, or just said, love the episodes. Would love to hear the troubles and insecurities you guys worked through in the early stages of your relationship, which we talked about in our last episode. Woo! So please watch that. I know this was a month ago. Um, so we haven't been able to address a lot of these comments. Uh, two months and four months ago, Connie Moore asked, um, I would love to hear from your sister about their journey over to America. Ooh. Did you go through the immigration process? What's the stigmas around that? I would love to have one of my sisters on um, and For maybe sure. eventually all of them. But um, All yeah, of them no, at we, once. I don't know about all of them at <laughs> once. That might not be a good idea. Uh, but... Yes, we did go. We all went through the immigration process. Um, took us about six years to become citizens. And, uh, yeah, there's no real stigma around that. Um, and then she also asked, or she also mentioned, I am a teacher. 
There is no work-life balance. I'm um, sorry to hear that. There's always papers to grade or put into the grade book or prep to do. Uh, having a baby made me oh. uh, make that change. Now, when I'm home, I'm done for the night. Woo! Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, Connie. You go, Connie. All right. And you then rock. now we're moving into some of those YouTube comments. These were from Spotify, by the way. Um, so please, if you're watching on Spotify, you can leave like questions ans- and then we'll answer them um, in the feature that says questions and answers. I don't know. I've never even asked a question. But you can. There. Yeah. You leave can. them in there. The Q&A section of Spotify. Um, Devin asked, where's the cha? Oh. We got water today because we drink cha in the morning. So... Um, sometimes we have it for this, sometimes we don't. But this is just water today. I'm so sorry to tell you that. Look we'll, at this huge cup, too. This is like this bigger than my head. <laughs> we'll make sure to have cha most times, okay? It's hard to yes. make it every single time. We had it right before this. Yeah. And it was delicious. So just know that we had it and it was good. Okay, something Tarek said. Tarek's one of our uh, good friends now at this point. Uh, he, he had mentioned um, we all go through stuff. Uh, we struggle in different things every day. Yes. Hallie, you aren't alone in your Aww. switching uh, career choice. Uh, so many people so many people get a degree and a career and uh, make money and then totally hate it. Uh, so it's always good to do what you like and move on from uh, a depressing slash uh, stressful job. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm just like many people who have not uh, had a single clue what they're doing. And I know uh, people around me get internships and know their career path, but I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and a lot of people do that. Uh, yeah. Just remember that a lot of people go through that. More people go through that than knowing what their career is. I was going to say most of those people that you see getting internships, I would say like nine out of 10 times they're doing it. And then in a few years, they'll be like, oh, I don't think that this is what I want to do anymore. I mean, that's how I was. I thought I was at the top of my game. I'm getting internships. I'm getting a full time job and what I want. Here I am. I don't think I still don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Maybe eventually. I don't know. Ask me. In a few months or a few years. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm Kumar asked. I think I know who this is. They have actually a YouTube channel um, that they do vlogs on. And um, they asked or they mentioned one of y'all TikToks about college grades uh, not being important is what helped me shift my mindset. Now I'm more easygoing, relaxed, and, and not as stressed about grades because ultimately employers won't ask for every single grade. They will But not. rather evaluate your skills. Um, let me mention one thing. Grades are important if you're going to grad school, if you are wanting to go into a very high-level position right out of college, or um, if you want to do your like PhD kind of thing, I think I mentioned grad school, but like PhD also same thing or med school. And so, um, those areas you need to focus on grades, but in terms of like doing things, your experiences, your internships, your jobs that you have on the side are way more important to an employer um, than I could ever imagine. So well, yeah. the only reason I was even looked at for the job that I have is because of my side business. They were like, oh, wow, this kid can start a side business on his own. He can do more than just work a corporate job. Exactly. Wow. And so that's something that caught their eyes rather than my GPA, which wasn't a 4.0. Um, 
Um, and so that's just something to keep in mind. Well, yeah, number one, I'm really happy to hear that you shift in your mindset um, because that's something that's really hard for a lot of people to do. And I'm really happy for you. I think that's amazing. Um, my grades in high school were so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was not very smart. At least I, th- see, I was not very smart. See, there it is again. I thought I wasn't very smart. I didn't know how to apply myself. That's what it was. And then my mindset completely shifted in college. And I stressed myself out way too much for yeah. the first couple of years of trying to do everything perfectly when that's just not realistic. Yeah. I had a 3.7. I didn't have a 4.0. I couldn't care. I haven't lost an ounce of sleep over that over the last three years since I've been out of yeah. school. Well, thanks for the question, Abhishek. Yeah. That was who asked the question. Well, and let me just say, too, how many people have you interviewed, and we've both interviewed, that we don't care about their grades. Well, every single person I interview, I don't get to pick that person, but I'm just saying, usually the people with the 4.0 suck at communicating. Um, just, <laughs> That's not always the case. Not always the case, but most out of the, out of the 50% of the time, it's they suck at communicating. Well, let's just say sometimes they focus a little bit too much on their academics rather than people's skills yeah. or being, you know, having that job experience. Um, Devin, we, we mentioned like, what are your biggest icks? Devin's biggest ick is said people who don't like animals. Right? So Kate, you didn't. This guy did not. Yeah. And that was, that was a big issue for me. And I made it my mission that he had to like animals. Cause I had yeah. two dogs when we met. Facts. And I didn't like, like animals Skate at first. Get over here. Stop being a chicken. Look at me now. Yeah. Um, We got Sylvie. She's right over there napping, by the way. She's She's knocked out. But yeah, no, Devin, I completely agree with you. I think people that won't even give... There's a difference between people who will and will not give pets a chance. And if you're one of those that's not going to give animals a chance, then bye-bye. There's the door. Thotic's biggest ick is when someone says to do something at a certain time and they're late. So he doesn't like late people. He doesn't like Indian standard time, everybody. Oh my gosh. You have no idea how hard that was when we first started dating and doing things together. When you'd say that you'd be there at a certain time or we would tell people that we'd be to an event on a certain time. Even now it happens. Even at our wedding. It was supposed to start at 8. People didn't get there till 9. Yeah. That pissed me off. Well... Yeah, that's just that's just a normal thing. I completely um, understand that as an ick, though, because that is one of mine as well. Elvita Purina said, I have no idea who these people are, but my YouTube algorithm brought me here, and I'm not mad about it. Let's go! That's what, that's what we want! Stay that's a while, settle about. in, get cozy. Yeah. We're cozy here. Obviously, by my outfit, I'm very cozy, and that's what we want you to be as well. So just stay, and we'll deliver quality content. Um, some, uh, Neil Patel said ah. this episode, which this is the last episode, gave me a lot of new perspectives on how to approach the future with my partner when mm. it comes to finances, decision-making and the ways we argue. Uh, thank you for sharing. Hey, oh. thanks for the comment. Yes. Neil. Thank you for the comment. We appreciate the comments that you guys leave and ha- happy to know that anything that we have struggled with and can talk and talk about now openly has helped people. That's really yeah. amazing to hear. Devin also mentioned that YouTube is easier to um, easier to watch while at work, whereas ah. Spotify is easier while driving. So, ah. um, if you if you have a preference, please leave a comment. I, I love to know like how people are watching these. And we've got um, Apple Podcasts too. We do have Apple Podcasts. I have analytics to show me who watches Spotify versus uh, Apple Podcasts versus YouTube, and I think we have eighty percent on YouTube. Which YouTube, is yeah, definitely nuts. trumps the others. It does the best, but. Um, 
Cricket Clips uh, said, by the way, um, so glad you guys are able to talk about these matters and issues in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Um, my girl and I struggle with talking to each other about important things, and we are not the same, we're not on the same page um, sometimes. I hope it gets better. Uh, I'm not a very outgoing person. I struggle to share my feelings sometimes, and it's that's that's definitely a tough conversation to have with your significant other. Uh, but over time, it will get easier. We had the hardest topic we talked about when we were in college still was religion. Yeah, you know how hard that conversation is, especially when you're not like on the same page on the same ideals, and you think that. But if you just talk to the other person um, openly, openly, and 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 take in what they know, what you know, and it it overall just it takes time. It really does. And I think even early on, I remember the first real controversial thing that we talked about, and I still remember the day that we talked about this too, was how if in the future we got married, how would we even have a wedding? Yeah. And we were looking up YouTube videos on how they did it, and one of us would be like, I don't like that. I don't think that's it. Like just making it way too hard and we were being way too judgy and then eventually you know took a little time got aged a little bit in our relationship and we were able to just you know it was uncomfortable but once you push through that and you realize that the other person's just there to listen to you and hear you and communicate openly with you and have an open mind about it that it's okay you can talk about these things um as long as the other person is respectful and you're being respectful of them as well then you know, it's only going to be a good conversation from there, an informative one at that, and just try and be as open as you can. And even though you don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations, sometimes you have to to be able to kickstart that so that you can just, it'll be easier every time you do. And the last thing I wanted to mention, Abhishek also mentioned, I can't wait for Keiju to start his finance channel. I can tell he's going to be a splendid financial advisor. Splendid. Look at that. I'm excited to start it as well. But anyways, that should be another time. I'm still working on it. I'm going to get a lot more videos done before I even start. Um, So then whenever I do start, I have a a backlog uh, ready to go. Yeah. But this was a great conversation, Allie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Hopefully you weren't too stressed out by my strict mannerisms. Well, you just come off a little hard sometimes. Intense. Oh, I'm intense. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe I should loosen up a little bit. I think you need to. Maybe if we were like walking and you're asking me these questions, then that would force you to. Ooh, what if we went on a walk one day for like an hour and we just did this? That'd be fun. And we'll still have a video by. How? Me using my phone or something. Holding it for this long? Yeah. That would be so difficult. We'll we'll take turns or something. I don't know. That could be fun. That'd be fun. I think that would make you a lot more relaxed. I think you can be a little uptight. I'm uptight. Yeah, but just a little bit, but that's okay. I mean, you're just like I'm learning to do certain things. You're learning to be a little less stressed out, a little uptight. But yes, I definitely enjoy it. It makes me a lot more comfortable when I can be talking with someone and make it a little bit more of a fun Mm -hmm. conversation because I struggle when the person is robotic and doesn't, you know, reciprocate. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for watching. Half past cha. This is a husband and wife podcast. (laughs) At the end. And um, I just want you to know that we love doing these. It's very therapeutic for us. We love that you watch, that you comment. Yes, Um, thank you. This podcast is really starting to take off, especially on YouTube. Yeah. Um, Very excited. Uh, We will be 
able to uh, just a little sharing we'll be able to monetize within the next month or two which Ooh, is nuts that, is that this can become a profitable thing for us that people are um, watching us yeah. and value what we have to say that's nuts i really want your guys's advice any kind of um questions that you guys want answered anything that you want us to build an entire episode around yeah suggest some topics um, would please love to get that going yeah so as always thank you guys for watching we'll see you next time Woo.